Joe against Cobra and Destro, fighting to save the day. He never gives up, he's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe the facade of this innocent looking podcast and knowing is half the battle what the fuck is that we interrupt this program for a special news bulletin banded together from remote galaxies are 13 of the most sinister villains of all time the legion of doom dedicated to a single objective the conquest of the universe only one group dares to challenge this intergalactic threat, the Super Friends. Justice League of America versus the Legion of Doom. This is the Challenge of the Super Friends. This is a job for the Superfoods. Villains tremble at the sight of black taco, green Cheetos, white quesadilla, charcoal pork, black hot dog, black peach crisp, and don't forget about their leader, Black Vegetable Pasta. Together, they will focus their powers of food? I don't know, but they focus them against their villains. Black Ham and Black Salami. That's it. It's all of them against two people. By the way, they're not both black, they're wearing black. That's important. But all of them against two people shouldn't take a whole episode. But join in anyway to see the powers of the superfoods. Ratchet Book Club.
I would like to introduce the one, the only, me. Hey, folks, it's, you know, Dre from Tattoo Squid Podcast. I almost tongue-tied myself there for a minute there. But we are here with the guy for the MacIver Podcast, which is my favorite show and SG1 series as well. Um, I actually have something here, which I'm trying to find. And it just escaped me a little bit. Where are you, you son of a bitch? Anyway, so introduce yourself. Uh, you know, then we go to Mac Jackson. That's what it is. Mac Jackson. I have it right in front of me. <laughs> I have yeah. Right um, I am lucky enough to host uh, the MacGyver podcast, uh, the Never Gets Old podcast. I also write, produce, uh, perform in the MacGyver SG1 audio series. Uh, which is a labor of love. They all are. And I have a, a band called Harmony Constant that I perform with my wife. And some of the music is used in uh, the Never Gets Old podcast. So it's, you know, kind of crossing the streams there. But um, yeah, it's all found under the Forever Adventure Network. So if you, anybody out there is interested to check out any of these, plus more, we have a, a store. By the way, great sale this weekend because because of Memorial Day, it's like 60% off everything that, that we have at our store. Um, but yeah, check out the uh, Forever Adventure Network, and we try to, or I try to have something for everybody. Future Forever Network? The Forever Adventure Network is oh, the name for, of it. I'm sorry, my buy on, my buy on. Uh, See, the, I'll tell you the idea of that. Because of MacGyver and Stargate, and you know, I'm a superhero guy, I collect comics, Adventure had to be part of it. And Forever Adventure Network is F-A-N, fan. So I figured that's kind of a fun thing to play with. So if you go to the fan site, it's Forever Adventure Network. Oh, okay. And and folks, if you don't know what MacGyver is, here's a little tidbit. (laughs) Which is nice and soulful and calming. Yeah. Oh, it's intriguing, and then wait for it. And, oh, shit. There we go. All righty. <laughs> I don't want to get copyrighted or anything like that. No, so. no, 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 no. I, you know, it's not like you're you're profiting off it. So it's it's the same thing. Like, my thought is you're presenting great stuff to the world. It's You're not, you know, looking for the dollars and cents of it all. No, I know. But, I mean, I don't really put down like say like when we're doing this and then i put it on there so whatever goes on you know hopefully i don't get a thing that says copyright whatever i don't even write down saying oh you know this is not my music i'm like yeah. I, you know this is like first i use something but it's only been a few seconds so hopefully then you're, I can make you're good so i'm hoping i'm gonna be good you know but <laughs> um but as it is, because I want, and that's going to be like for like audio wise, I'm going to put like something in there. I always put a little tidbit. Uh, folks, if you haven't heard like my podcast, podcast is about everything and everybody about podcasting or celebrities or, you know, whoever, you know, that wants to come on the show and we talk, we bullshit, you know, and if they want to drink, they can drink, be merry, you know, um, and then we have fun and and all that. So, it, you get a little bit of everything, folks. You know, you might get some kind of like, oh, let's talk about a little bit of politics or religion, which I don't like to do because I don't like slander shit. Um, because people come at you like, you don't know what you're talking about. 
Well, I don't. I'm just giving my opinion. So my opinion matters, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, in that, and I've seen that my friend here, Mr. Jackson, uh, Mac for short, uh, you know, does the MacGyver podcast. And I've always wanted to talk to him because I love the old, you know, uh, classic MacGyver, you know. Good. Good I don't want to say I don't want to say old because, you know, it's like very classic. It's where you 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 watch it and you're like, you know what? I could probably try to do some of these inventions he uses with duct tape. You know, like I could do this with duct tape. I'm like, oh, it fucking works. You know, but <laughs> I don't know if you want to heal yourself. You know, with duct tape. But I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, but also it is very entertaining. They went through, uh, I believe. Seven series, maybe. So, yep, seven seasons and two TV movies. Yes, yeah, and um, and it's really like it's like one of those shows is very educational. Yeah. You know, oh it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that the the only thing that they wouldn't do uh, true to science, which again they didn't necessarily have to do, but thank God they did. Uh, anything you saw was real. Yeah. Unless he was going to make an ex- something that would explode, they would take an ingredient out because they didn't want little kids going, aha, I'm going to blow up my teacher, you exactly, know? Exactly, yeah. And yeah. so I thought that was smart. But more importantly, I mean, a, a thing that I often say, and if you've heard the, the show, you know what I often say is the MacGyverisms would get you in the door, but it was Richard Dean Anderson that kept you on the couch. Yeah, because you know you're intrigued, like, "Ooh, this guy can create stuff out of nothing," but that alone wouldn't keep you. He had to be an exceptional human being morally and someone to aspire to, and that's what why the original, the only, quite frankly, uh, MacGyver, is why we're talking, why I do a podcast, why. It's still in the dictionary and common, you know, usage in, in everyday conversation was because it was exceptional as far as a character goes. Yeah. Right. Oh, I mean, it, it, and it wasn't and, and the, they, they it's amazing because, again, when you watch them a million times, as I do, mm-hmm. you, you notice things that are really brilliant that every other show could learn from. They never went with the cliche. They never got preachy. Um, They always, they always made sure that he wasn't uh, perfect in every way, which the reboot, we we can go down that road if you want. If you want to hear me rant, I'll rant about the reboot, but I'm glad you said that because I'm the same boat as you. We could, like, I hate reboots. So. One of the one of the things that was amazing that they quietly did, they'd never shined a light on it, was MacGyver was not the best fighter in the world. Like, he would get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. He could get shot. Yes, he could do MacGyverisms as only he can. But everything else, they made sure, like, he didn't speak multiple languages. He would try, he would know a couple words, like, you know, you and I may know... Dasvidanya or yeah. you know Aloha but we don't we're not fluent in every other language and it made him human and also avoided you detesting this guy because 
if the guy walks into the room and can do everything, well, you hate him. I would hate that guy. Yeah. And that's what they did in the reboot. They didn't bother to follow. They didn't try and connect it to MacGyver other than the fact that, oh, this guy can make stuff. Well, the science that they made on the reboot wasn't real. Um, and they just made him, oh, I can speak every language and I'm a cocky, arrogant SOB and stand out of the way, folks. I'm here. Well, yeah. your audience hates that little. I mean, right from the very first scene of the reboot, I'm like, oh, I hate this guy. Because again, the 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 <laughs> the downside to running the podcast about MacGyver is I have to watch the good, the bad, and the oh my god, this is terrible, yeah. which is what the reboot was. And I still, even though I hated, people go, well, why you watch it? Because I had to stay educated on the topic, so I had to sit there every Friday night and go. Maybe this will be the one where they finally understand who the character is. Nope. Okay. Yeah. It was torture for those five years that that reboot was on. It was five years. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. I know. One of the one of the uh, <laughs> one of the happiest days of my life is when we got the cancellation news. I laughed for. That sounds mean spirited, and I don't mean it mean spirited. But garbage is garbage, and I would I was just giddy at the fact that I had this monkey off my back where okay not only do i not have to watch it it's not tarnishing the legacy that is macgyver yeah right no yeah, definitely definitely do you well, remember when do you remember when you first got uh into macgyver oh like I, I think i was in high school i think yeah i think it was high school i believe i'm not sure exactly i i seen every episode there is so it's like the very first time where, you know, he's like a military person. You know, he was in the military in the beginning. Yeah, you know, no, no, like, his, his past was he was in Vietnam. He was in the bomb disposal unit. Yeah, but also he was doing, um, uh, you know, reconnaissance missions, you know, a couple here and there for contracts mm -hmm. or whatever. But that was like in the beginning before he got to the Phoenix Foundation. Mm -hmm. So now with Phoenix Foundation, he got just, pretty much drawn into it it wasn't like he applied to it because he was hanging out with pete thornton and and, and murdoch came around well because it, the way it started if you go through the history is he was working for the dxs and the government yeah department of external Excellent. services or ah. whatever so you know so that's and then pete comes along and becomes the boss essentially of the dxs yeah well off screen, Pete gets a different job with the Phoenix Foundation. And what, what I've read is what you don't see, but you just are supposed to understand is he had said, come with me, MacGyver. I'm now joining this think tank organization. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, all right, whatever. As long as I get to be, you know, freelance. So, yeah, then once they made it the Phoenix Foundation, well, now, and the writers have told me this, they got to open it up to any sort of mission it wasn't just go in and sabotage this military base no 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 it was more like it was, out. yeah exactly you know retrieve this go and get this paper uh recycle you're gonna get this all microphone. this yeah so yeah. it's like it's like a james bond kind of thing but without the shaken and stirred where there is a small part of that you see that in one or two episodes where he is in the tuxedo which he does not like to do and he's in a tuxedo, and he's like, he goes, 
MacGyver. Just MacGyver. You know, like that kind of thing. And, you know, the season. Season. Yeah. There's the first season where he does do it. He's in the tux and they said, oh, what's your name? Bond. James Bond. Yeah. Like, you know, because we all, as soon as you see a guy in a tuxedo, of course you think James Bond. Yeah, yeah. But he's like more like the rugged and, you know, throughout the, the, the seasons, you know, he is known for the outdoorsman, the one that can live off the land, that can do everything, which is like yep. my favorite episode, which is the Bigfoot episode. Oh, yeah. So the, the Bigfoot episode and people, if you don't know and you don't watch it, you know, the Bigfoot episode, basically he goes and makes, he has to put markers in certain areas to make the territory you know, found it, you know, foundation wise to make it, uh, you know, known that it's the quadrant of it. And they had to do all this stuff. So there's five people and MacGyver gets stuck seeing this big barge in the middle of the lake of nowhere. And he investigates. And then there's this big, huge Sasquatch looking thing, you know, that comes and almost attacks him, finds a girl that's on there, not a hot girl, just a girl itself. Yeah, you know, and jumped off the the boat to, for freedom. But Bigfoot himself was, you know, searching for him. But it all turns around to be siphoning uh, the the pipeline. You know, mm-hmm. for, and the crew that they thought was dead was the ones that was siphoning the pipeline, and mm-hmm. hence that's why you couldn't get said uh, markers up. And then Pete Fortin comes to the rescue. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what I love is, and and through the years, I find out more of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, There was a lot that could have changed in that show. And thank God it didn't. Like Pete comes along when he's needed. He's not in every episode, uh, but they also don't have him befuddled all the time. Like Pete is, you believe that he's his boss. Yeah. But he also has such faith in his his best friend that he's like, you don't know MacGyver. Relax. If if he's not if he didn't catch up to doing these quadrants yet, there must be a reason. Yeah. And it's great because it's very easy to write him constantly going, MacGyver, what are you doing with that thing? Well, yeah. that would get annoying real fast. And I always give Dana Elkar great praise because the couple times when he has had to say lines similar to that. He, d- he was such a great actor and his delivery was so good that you go, no, that was natural. I believe that. And I know that not many characters or actors, I should say, can pull off that kind of line once, let alone, you know, more. Yeah. And what like, is, uh, your favorite episode, actually. Let's go with that, too. What are you doing? You're talking to a guy who watches all. I don't have a favorite. I can tell you, it'd be easier to tell you the ones that are not. Uh, you know, it's MacGyver. It's part of my soul. It's yeah. my, he's Richard Dean Anderson has been my idol. So I'm going to love anytime he's on screen. So each season, each episode has its own unique magic. And that's yeah. not me. That's not me whitewashing the whole thing and going, I love everything because it's MacGyver. No, I'll tell you, I could tell you that two episodes that come to mind and I know there's a couple that are a little lower on my list of repeat watching and I know why there's Jenny's chance which is the one where they all Jack Dalton's there and they all have to pretend that they're not who they are there's twice stung which is also very much like the sting which is why it was called that yeah 
that's uh, season two episode where they're undercover and they're trying to get a, a guy who's you know uh bookie and he's both of those are kind of along the same lines because what they did was we're going to take the character that you love and he's going to pretend through the whole episode that he's somebody else and we're going to focus on other characters other than macgyver well there you go now you just lowered how much i'm enjoying it because he's not on screen enough yeah. you know like richard dean anderson it is one of those actors, and they always say David Tennant is another one. There's certain actors that they don't even have to be the focus, but the moment that the screen is on them, you want to see what they're going to do. Yeah. Like, you know, by, by their facial expressions, by their, and they're not saying the lines. They could just sit there and listen, but if the camera is on them, your eye is drawn to them because they're just so darn entertaining. So, with those type of episodes, if you're not going to show MacGyver, uh, there was an, another episode that was supposed to be the pilot for the Coltons. Yeah. Great episode. Don't get me wrong. That should have been a spin-off series. By all means, it was a great cast. I have nothing bad to say about it, but MacGyver's in the beginning and he's in the end tag of the episode. Yeah. Because again, he wasn't the focus, nobody's fault, but do I feel like watching that over and over again? No. Other than those couple moments where he's there, you know, so that's kind of how I judge what's going to be less than exquisite for my, you know, enjoyment. Yeah. Same thing with Stargate. It, the, Stargate, you know, uh, it may not be a, a Jack O'Neill focused episode, but if he's there, show me the scenes with him. Yeah. You know, he's just fun. I just, I love watching him. Not yeah. to mention, I'm, clearly, this is a dog kind of thing to say, but he is a brilliant, underrated actor. Oh, he yeah. does things naturally and subtly. That that, you know, he he and we. I even talked to him about this last time I saw him. My wife had brought up, you know, we watched this episode, and you kind of do this thing with your hand that isn't supposed to draw anybody's attention, but Jack kind of reaches and pulls back from from Carter. And she said, was that planned? He goes, no, we just kind of go with what we feel at that moment. And those type of instincts, you can't train somebody on. You're just naturally, and he's just naturally one of those guys that, that subtle movements can mean the world. Yeah. You know? It's like, I'm, watch, I'm watching it, and, and like I said, because it's a very instrumental, uh, we call it an instructional kind of like show where you can look at it and and like I said you, you can be like you know for years because like when I was in high school and I'm like okay and I'm watching MacGyver and then you can see that because honestly it's not like stuff that he just thought of like oh I'm going to put this together and put this together and then oh this should make like some kind of explosion or whatever no he was in he was in college he went to college he you know focused on biology, focused on chemistry and everything else. And he learned all that and brought it out there to the world. And some people just don't know it because you got like, you know, kids that run away, that go and fish in the, by the pier. And then he gets attacked, you know, by, you know, the uh, affiliates like in Russia or something like that. And they poison him, but they think he's drunk and all that. But he knows how to magnetize a you know, a pole to get like some a metal uh, 
you know, pen that yeah. has the antidote in there, but he just does physics and everything else. Well, and that's how he learned it. I'll tell you, a lot of, you know, being, being the MacGyver guy, I have through the years had to explain to people or defend uh, the misconceptions that maybe people who don't watch the show, but know of the show they think oh he just wishes that in that room he had a a pitchfork and oh there's a pitchfork there i said no that's not how his mind works richard dean anderson years ago put it brilliantly it's a it's a combination of a perspective on how to look at things combined with education so he's thinking he's not thinking golly gee i wish i had you know some tape i wish i oh there it is i found it that's not what it is it's all right, I'm stuck in this room. I need something that's bent like this and then can turn. All right, what's what's around? Okay, so this won't work. But if I take the guts out of it, there is a piece in there, you know, and he's piecing things together to, to get the end result out of what is around him. He, It's not him wishing he had something in particular. He just looks around the room and says, what do I have to work with? Yeah. And goes from there. Build something out of nothing, basically. Yeah. Right? Right? And, and and it's like that other like episode where Murdoch, you know, is trying to, you know, kill MacGyver over and over again, but MacGyver gets out of it. And said, you can say, we call Mur MacGyver, I mean, not MacGyver, uh, that Murdoch gets out of every fiery situation, murder situation, cliff situation, that you mm -hmm. think he died. But then he escapes for some reason and all that. But then comes back for another one. Like the one episode where he had to like team up with MacGyver or ask MacGyver's help because Halloween nights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had like a he has a sister that was kidnapped by the organization. And, and he's like, Well, my enemy, my enemy is my friend, kind of thing, you know, and then brings them in, but then now he's like, No wonder why I can't get you yeah, I don't even know what you're gonna do next. Yeah. What's the line? He says, no wonder you're so unbeatable, MacGyver. Nobody knows what you're going to do next, including you. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, <laughs> he's like, he goes, huh. You know, but that's like my favorite character as well. I mean, I love all of them, like MacGyver, you know, Jack, you know, with a squinty eye, you know, when he lies. Uh, you know, Murdoch is like my favorite one out of the whole thing. He's the best villain. I'll tell you. For me, there's a couple uh, uh, characters that will haunt your nightmares because they're so good. Uh, two of them, for me, that I will have dreams about is Murdoch, mm -hmm. uh, who Michael DeBar does such an excellent... He's supposed to be on the uh, podcast sometime if I can pin him down, just like Richard Dean Anderson. Um, but his performance and layers of... He's not a one-trick pony. He's, you know, he laughs, but he's also deceitful. And, you know, so there's him. And then it, with SG-1, uh, the replicators scare the crap out of you. Yeah. They're the mecha mechanical, you know, spider things that are coming for you. Yeah. And the moment you do that, <laughs> oh, man. You know. So I have had dreams where I'll wake up and go, huh, oh, thank God that was a dream. <laughs> I know. You're like... Where, where am I? And dreams can be like really realistic. Oh, you know, yeah, when yeah. you think that you're like, you know, I had dreams where I'm like, I'm at work and then something happens and they're like, oh, you're fired. And then you wake up like that. I'm like, do I have, and I looked at my girlfriend. I'm like, I, I still work at the place, right? 
you know. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, why would you think that? And I'm like, I I think it was a dream. It just felt so fucking real. I turned, I, years ago, I learned how to know when I'm in a dream. Yep. Like, I don't have dreams where I'm like, oh, I thought that was real. I, I, I don't remember when, but I think it was like when I was a teenager, I started to figure out like you're in a dream. You go, okay, I'm going to call bull crap on this one. Uh, you know, and then sometimes it's great. If you're having a nightmare, you go, nope, no, nope, I'm out. I'm not doing this. Or which happens a lot with me is I'll have a great dream where I'm in, on an adventure with MacGyver and, you know, Murdoch shows up or it, even if MacGyver's not there, I'll hear, you know, <laughs> hello MacGyver and I'm like and you know in my dream oh crap now I have to deal with Murdoch now logically I go okay this is a dream but I'll keep it going if yeah. I'm enjoying the dream I try to keep it going yeah I always like and I, I mentioned this to uh, somebody uh, uh, her name is uh, Veronica or V you know she has a thing with like a life paranormal and she's like and she's a medium so we were talking about like dreams and all that. And then I'm like, I have a tendency to be able to like, just twist it around a little bit. You know, like yeah, people just sit, you know, they like lay there and then they're dreaming about something and like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and they're in a the cold sweat. But then when I see something that's like really like evil looking, which I love horror, it doesn't really matter to me, but I can sleep soundly. I can be able to like twist it around and have like a fun thing. Like, Oh, the demon has like a bonnet in his head, you know, like a bonnet on his head or something like that. Like, what are you laughing about? <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Or, or even like, um, I mentioned that when I was sleeping and I had this, like, it was a nightmare, but it was like a dream where I'm laying there and there's zombies like going like this, you know, going around sure. and circling the bed. And then all of a sudden I wake up and they stop and then they look at me, like look down and you can see, you know, it's like how that video camera thing where you're, you're like laying there and you look up and then there's these faces just looking sure. at you. And then one by one, they just like, you know, fade out, you know, and then you see them fade out. And then I'm like, huh, okay, that was weird. But I mean, I could just like, you know, making it something different. And she's like, oh, you have a gift. I'm like, no, I think it's just something that happens, you know, it's just. Yeah, you know, it's, my it's nice when you can enjoy the dream or potential yeah. nightmare. Yeah. You know, because I uh, I never want to be fooled. That's like a thing that when I was a kid, and it's not nothing major, but when I was a kid, I loved Fonzie. Oh yeah, right. I mean, how do you not love the Fonz? Well, hey. you know, when you're a little kid, you go, what I see is what it is. This has to be true because you're you're tiny. You don't know. And then I see who Henry Winkler is. And I go, oh, that's not the same guy. Henry Winkler's demeanor is not Fonzie. Yeah. So ever since then, the moment I get invested in something, I need to know the truth. I need to know where's the line of reality of well, we could use MacGyver, for example. The only thing that's not Richard Dean Anderson in MacGyver would be obviously the MacGyverisms because those yeah. are written and those are creative. Now he's even said he plays it down, but he's, he figures stuff out. He won't go, well, yes, I could do it because he's humble. Yeah. Above all else, he's a modest guy who, you know, that's what I love the best. But he said that there've been times where he's had to make a MacGyverism to get out of him. He was in a, a house 
that he had and he was in the basement and mud mudfall came through the the window and trapped him like this high in his basement and he had to figure out how to get out of it and he did and there was you know things like that or like fixing his bike or you know and i think it's not a limiting um talent it's an inspirational talent right but as macgyver would say himself there's no reason why anybody else can't do this everybody should be able to think outside the box oh yeah you know educate yourself be creative and and be their own macgyver yeah um so you know it's great to hear those stories from actual macgyver and go yeah tell me more and it's funny that we could the people that's on macgyver go on to like either do bigger things you know well oh, sure you know like robert england you know he was in the we call it uh you know in in macgyver now yeah. like, he's freddy krueger we call it on like a whole bunch of like a franchise on nightmare on elm street uh-huh. uh terry hatcher you know also sure. superman and lois and uh you know she's been on a couple of movies where she was in uh desperate housewives desperate housewives but then she was also in that we were just talking about 007 you know so she was one of the bond girls but again you know she's been working forever and every time i see her obviously as i'm sure you do too whenever you see one of these guys cuba gooding jr i'm like up from macgyver up from macgyver you know it doesn't matter what else they do i don't care if they become president of the united states they'll always be the president of the united states that was on macgyver even though (laughs) the the evil uh uh zito Oh sure, Dr. yeah. You know all that. You see him in a couple of things, and you're like, "Huh." Well, he a lot of people anymore. have said that they want us. They wanted to see, which I thought would have been interesting. Uh, Zito and Murdoch team up against MacGyver. Um, however, I mean, in my opinion, and I might. Who knows? I may write this in a future episode of my audio series. Uh, I honestly think Murdoch would would betray him. Oh yeah, you know he'd use them. Yeah, we're buddies, we're pals. But in the end, Murdoch's gonna go. You're disposable. Well, even Zito can do the same thing. Yeah, sure, he, he can do the same thing. He's done it from a prison cell. Yep, so, yep. You know. But I think Murdoch is a little more skilled. I would say oh, overall, yeah. as far as manipulation and you I know, think- as nothing against Zito, but Zito is basically their version of uh, Hannibal Lecter. Which is yeah. clearly what they're going for with the Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah. He's a great, scary villain. I love that they brought him back, and it wasn't just a one and done. But overall, I'd say no. There's a reason Murdoch is MacGyver's arch enemy. Yeah, like that, you know. Yeah, and then they had um, I I can't remember the name though, but he has like there was a woman that was uh brought Deborah. in. Huh? Yeah, Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I couldn't remember the name, but she is also can be like part of that group as it is, even though you can't trust her. <laughs> yeah, uh, but not anymore because last time we saw her, she fell off a cliff. But you never know; it could be a Murdoch kind of thing too. She may come back and like, "Hey, you thought I was dead?" You know, <laughs> you know, stranger things have happened. You know, no pun intended. But uh, <laughs> yeah. um, and are you a fan of like different stuff other than MacGyver, like say Stranger Things, for instance? Or of course, um. Oh sure, like it's funny too. When I when I first met Richard Dean Anderson, uh, I was telling and this is before I did the audio series. Before I started the audio series, uh, I was just doing the two podcasts. And when I met him, he goes, 
you do the you're the MacGyver podcast. Tell me you do something else too. I said, oh yeah, I got you know I got uh, uh, loads of uh, other interests. But I like uh, I well I'm a musician, so you know singer songwriter. I I that's part of my heart and soul. I can't I wouldn't be able to to stop doing that even if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, I'm a big comic book guy, so I've always well I'll tell you. I had a handful of books that I would get if my aunt took me uh, to the local um, like uh, candy store. Yeah. And so once in a while, I would get a comic book, and wow, I get to read Batman that I only saw in the cartoon Super Friends or whatever, or you know Spider Man or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And from the age of fifteen on, well, I've been collecting nonstop, so it's a weekly. You have to go get your books, or in my case now, I get them through the iPad. I, you know, so I'm constantly reading, and I'm, which I'll tell you between you and me. Yeah. There's a new thing that I notice with the world. There are people who think that they are Marvel experts, but they've only seen the movies. They don't read the books, but they think they're Marvel experts. I'm like, no, you're precious, but you've limited your knowledge. You're just a precious person. Yeah, I, I just go, aw, you are just adorable the way you think you know things. No, but the moment, the moment you go, have you read the source material? No. Well, Civil War, did you read the comic? No. Well, then get off your butt, pay it forward to the, or pay it back to the comic book company that's making these movies happen. Yeah. And read, like, you know. You could get these collections really cheap on Comicology. Yeah. So there's that, and you go to your uh, local place too. That you have like, well, now comic books nowadays are like seven dollars, I think, or something, or get well, it. it it depends on what you get, when you get it, and I'm moving because I have to plug in this phone. <clears throat> um, it gave me the warning that I'm at fifteen percent. Oh, um, I hate that. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, the, I try to support my local comic book store. Look at above me. There you go. You got Marvel there. You got DC there. Yeah. You know, so this is my computer room. I have, it's kind of basically the the area to put up stuff that you love. That, that you know, there's Batman. I got, it's because as an adult, as you know, you can't put, posters up in your living room or the dining room like it's you know you have your certain rooms that you're allowed to put your fun stuff in yeah well this this is one of mine but um yeah on comicology like i try and support the local guy but i switched over to digital comics <clears throat> for a couple reasons one i can get them when i want if you go through the comic book store you either have to take your chances hope they have it or pre-order them in which case you don't know what you're getting until you got it now you still have to buy it yeah the big one too was what do you do with them afterwards i know right i gotta store them like you know my attic is full of since i i was 15 i started collecting so i had to save you know i'm trying to go through them and sell some but now you got to go through a box and separate the keepers from the sellers it's a hassle but with Comicology, they'll have sales that you can get, big collections that you're talking about, $7? Yeah. 
there might be a sale for a, a big collection that is normally $25. Well, for this week, it's three. So, yoink, I'm getting those. Yeah. Or the 50 cent ones. There's like, if, you, if you're lucky enough to go to a comic book store that has like the comics, like they have like one section where they're only 25 cents or 50 cents a comic. Mm-hmm. And you, I usually go to those first and find something like some gems like Ghost Rider or just you know Justice League or even like the uh, the the later version ones like uh, Wildcats, you know, or something like that, you know. And then you're well, like, oh wow! And now you only spend like three dollars, and I got like ten fucking comics or whatever. As long as you got good ones, you know. Yeah. And again, like the point I'm at now, where is. With Marvel Comics, I read Daredevil because Daredevil's my favorite Marvel guy. Batman's my favorite DC guy. So yeah. I'm always going to get those books. But Marvel kind of has done a thing lately where they constantly keep resetting the clock. So if you're reading this great story for a year, wow, they really upended everything. They, you know, in Civil War in the comics, they changed everything it was okay they may be heroes but this side doesn't like that side and so whenever they meet well now they're going to try they're going to fight great well there's there besides the bad guy that they're trying to fight you have that underlying tension that can be used forever and spider-man was on the run and you know he wasn't staying at home it was they really did something great and i really loved it well after a year marvel went okay start again and they reset everything yeah well now i feel like a fool like why am i bothering to buy these big epic stories if it doesn't matter and their logic is they will get new readers because it's a great jumping on point it's our new number one okay but what about the people who've been reading for the last you know 50 years or whatever yeah what about them like you're just kind of throwing them away and hoping to trick people so my point is marvel i don't really i'll wait until a story is done and if it gets enough buzz then i'll go back and grab like the collection yeah no definitely right. yeah i tried to i tried to get a little because i got like five boxes <laughs> of like and i usually try to sell off ones that i you know are not like uh you know, like I got go, I got Ghost Rider, I got Justice League, I got Alpha Flight. You know, like when you get the continuations and you go by the numbers, like oh, episode, I mean, uh, comic book one and then two, and then you go, you know, forward. But like ones that not gonna have a, a following or something, I'm like, oh, I'll try to sell this one off. Yeah, sure. and it's like some like Japanese ones or, you know, something I don't really because I I did a giveaway. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, on my last, uh, <clears throat> the last, uh, the first season I did. Okay. And I was like, I had like, you know, names in a hat and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to do like a giveaway. Just pick a name out of a hat. And then, you know, friends of mine gave me a donated, like a necklace with a skull and no one did like video game shit, you know, movie shit, whatever. And then I had like a stack of comics, like that big. You know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what, I don't really, I mean, I like them, but it's not something I'm going to keep on holding on because I don't know if there's going to be money involved. Sure. And uh, I'm like, all right, I'll just give these away. And then I gave it away, and then, you know, I picked like three names. So, like, one, 
the one girl, uh, ye old uh, crime podcast. I'm gonna have to write this down for uh, honorable mentions. Hold on, <laughs> <laughs> ye old crime podcast. And she got like a necklace with a skull on it, you know, from a friend of mine. So she loved that one. And then uh, was it Dad Dad Bod's uh, podcast? I think it's called. Uh, which is funny about that one. I had. Uh, you know, like the, uh, uh, what's the, the Joker's girlfriend? Uh, Harley. Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. I'm sorry. Uh, Harley Quinn. We quite had a Harley Quinn um, uh, umbrella, you know, from oh. them. They gave me, uh, we call it like a Nintendo uh, strap, Legend of Zelda strap. Uh, you know, like a, like a tote bag of Nightmare on Elm Street. The hat that says good guys on it from Chucky. You know, so it had like all this cool stuff that I would love as well, but when I found out and I heard their their podcast, like a couple of episodes, and they got into the one where they, hey, we got some from Tattoo Squid, we grew in a drawing or something, and then it's like, and we got this and this, and we are not really a horror family. We don't even let our kids watch it, and I'm like, oh, really? Uh, like, oh. Well, I mean, get on a stick then. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, hey, you 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 brought your um, show to their mind, so that works. Yeah, yeah. And then, then that was that was it. And then the, the comic books that gave to the you know the guy uh, this guy uh, uh, Squid Talks, you know, hmm. which I just pulled out a hat. I didn't even think. I'm like, oh, my cousin. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I, I to him and, yeah. I I always try to. <clears throat> like I have a bag of pins that were made for the MacGyver SG one audio series. They're about oh, okay. Um and I kind of pushed that through our Patreon to say, you know, if you contribute to the Patreon of the Forever Adventure Network, I get to send you a pin. But if I'm at a convention, if I'm attending a convention, I'll keep some in my pocket because I found it weird, wonderful, weird, but people will recognize me and come up and go, hey, you know, I like your show. Well, hang on, here's a pin. <laughs> Here you go, here's a pin. If, if I were into, like, I don't make any money off of any of this stuff, but if I had made some sort of money like you, I think I would funnel it back towards people. Like, you're listening, good, boom, here's a pin, boom, here's a t-shirt, boom, you know, Man. here's this, that, and the other, just because not necessarily to even promote the show, but as a way of saying thank you. Like, the fact that anybody listens, I always still find amazing. I'm thankful, and I do my best. I know, you know, I, I don't look at it as these shows are about me. Yeah. They're about, it's about celebrating what we love, whether it's like yours is similar to the Never Gets Old podcast, where we talk about all the things that we love that make us who we are. Yeah. Well, on a more funneled version is the MacGyver podcast, which is what I know enough about that I can talk of and also <clears throat> promote and say, you know, how do you not get inspired by this character? You know, or even, you know, Richard Dean Anderson as a person. Let's celebrate that. So that's what it's about for me. But if people are listening and I can like, you know, uh, uh, spoil somebody, here, take. I do the same with my family, like the kids. I can't help if I'm in a store and I see something and I can afford it and I think they're really going to like it, I snag it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you know, which I think would be, that would be the good side about uh, uh, being independently wealthy. People would just make out like bandits from all the stuff I would give them. 
Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, shit. You know, it's like, I, I do that with my nieces and ne my niece and nephews. We call it, you know, I'll go and, and, and they love, uh, you know, like DC, well, not really DC, but they, they like, like Marvel stuff. They'll dress up and all that. And, you know, and, and now my niece is getting into the whole thing. She likes like race car stuff and, and, but she's autistic, which is fine, but at least she has like an outlook of what she likes. And that's the thing, too, because yeah. I never wanted to push any of that on my kids. I figured what I like is what I like, and maybe they'll like the same thing. Maybe they won't, but I don't want to. I was never heavy-handed with, you have to love comics. You know, you, you yeah. have to love this. But by being my kids and paying attention and listening to what I listen to or watching, blah, 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 on their own, they have discovered what they like. And coincidentally, it tends to be exactly what I like. Yeah, because I think I did one of these. I, I I got a comic book, and it was something that um, I would think that she likes, you know. And then if she reads it, that's great. You know, if not, if she wants to know one, then I'll go on and get another one. And then I did yeah. the same thing with my nephews. I just, like, I saw something, and they love, like, for me, I get I have tattoos, so they like Spider-Man. I got the Spider-Man original Spider-Man face, you know, so, like, the, the whole, Steve like. Did, Steve Ditko? drawing is that what you're saying it looks like yeah it's like the, the red with the, the the black you know like you see like the spider-man amazing friends kind of thing yeah yeah, Parker, so, sure. yeah like that and they like the transformers so they like the decepticon so i got the decepticon symbol which i love decepticons too so it's not like something like oh my god i gotta put this on my leg i'm like all right and then you know other stuff whatever but and then they like lego batman and for some reason, I got Lego Batman. I'm like, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you, you reminded me. Uh, I have found on Twitter, uh, probably like you, I loved the uh, Transformers when I was a kid and He Man and G.I. Joe. And, oh, yeah. Right? Like, those are near and dear. Those are some of my favorite toys ever. The G.I. Joe. Well, <clears throat> there's a um, there's a couple Twitter. One is called Serpentor's Lair. And the other one is like G.I. Joe something. But basically they post the blister packs of the figures or the figures themselves and say, which of these two do you like more? Um, I'll tell you, that brings me back. I realize how good I, and I, I kept all my guys. I kept all the, the forts and all the vehicles and Unfortunately, the rubber band in the G.I. Joe's dry up and snap, but I still have all yeah. the pieces. Um, but, man, those were great toys. I, I look at that, the, those Twitter pages every day, and I'm like, boy, now they come out with the six-inch uh, versions that are really good, really detailed. Yeah. 46, and I really can't be buying toys for myself because I'm 46, and I only make so much money. But if my son likes them, like I'll get him the, the six inch Batman or Daredevil or, you know, figures back to the futures is one of my favorite trilogies ever. Yeah. So his, and at the age of nine, I introduced him to the same thing and he loves it just as much. So he gets the, the bigger figures and he appreciates it. Even if he's not going to play with them, he'll still pose them and have them displayed. But I'll tell you, the G.I. Joe stuff, if they ever resold, started to resell G.I. Joe again, that would yeah. be a tough decision. Because, man, I want those guys. I love those guys. I, you know, remember, that was the day you had the vehicles. They would give you the vehicles and the forts and 
I realized like, boy, that's expensive. At the time, a figure was $3, but yeah, they, it adds up, you know, and now, you know, they're not going, they wouldn't go for $3. Yeah. You know, it's like even the vehicles itself would probably be like 40 bucks now, 50 bucks or anything. At least. At least, you know, like, yeah, that's being, that's lowballing it. Um, you know, but I mean, when you come, when you watch the G.I. Joe cartoon as it is, what was your favorite characters? Like the ones that you really, you know, okay. and you, I know you're going to say few. all of them, but. Nope, yeah. nope, nope. There's some I hated. Okay. I hated Flint. I hated Flint so much because, now by the way, I just bought Omnibus's collections of the G.I. Joe Marvel comics. So I started reading, I'd never really read them before. I'd read once in a while, but it's a much more serious take because people die in the comic. Larry yeah. Hammer writes it and is basically the godfather of what we know of G.I. Joe is because of Larry Hama. He wrote the back of the blister packs and gave them their bios and personalities. <clears throat> but, um, okay, so off the top of my head, some of my favorites have always been Snake Eyes. You got to love Snake Eyes. Okay, yeah, that's mine too. Right, and the visor version is the best outfit. Version yeah. two is the visor when he got Timber the wolf. Yeah. Uh, Duke, I love Duke. Duke looks like a military guy, you know, which has always been one of the things that would drive me nuts about G.I. Joe. If you can get some great looking guys, but at certain points, you can also get some stupid looking guys. Like, wait a minute, this guy who looks like he's a clown with a laser outfit, you expect him to stand side by side with Stalker and his camouflage? Yeah, yeah it's, there has to be some, I don't mind personality. But it should still have some sort of relevance to military if you're G.I. Joe. Like yeah. There are some characters that you go, come on. You, that, 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 he looks like a bad superhero from the 40s, not a military man. Um, so let's see. Duke I loved. Uh, some of them I like also just because of the way that the, the, the they looked in their outfit, like Hawk, General Hawk with his oh, okay. leather jacket. He looked cool. Um, Gung Ho, Quick Kick. I always love Quick Kick because he he you know had the Chinese stars on his sash and yeah. he was a, a martial artist, which I am, and I always had like that kind of draw to those kind of figures. Uh, you know, and, and then like Serpentor, I was thrilled when I got the Serpentor figure with his chariot that he flew. Uh but yeah, then they, here's why I hate Flint. Flint, they bring in. You're watching the series, Duke is the leader. Duke is the leader. Duke is the leader. Boom, new season. Duke's not there, and they bring Flint in. And Flint, you're supposed to go, why are they listening to this guy? Yeah. I, you know, I, I, if you read what he's about, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't follow this guy. And I just, I was spiteful as a little kid, like, no, 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 no. You don't get to shake things up like that and throw Flint in there. You know, so because of that, I'm like, and there's nothing wrong with the the look of Flint. I just didn't like him. Yeah. Because of that, you know, it, it depends. There's, a, like I said, there's a difference between the animated series and the comic book slash action figure because... Yeah. The cartoon you can, I could watch now, and it's great animation. But some of the voices would be like, I don't know, Flint, let's go into the jungle. <laughs> okay. You know, or Gung Ho is, I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to... And I love Gung Ho. I, yeah. I, I, I love him. 
but they make him sound like, you know, they're very either cliche characters or goofy little kid voices that they would do. Or Wild Bill. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Wild yeah. Bill! Here you go. And I had the copter with Wild Bill, and I love Wild Bill. But, or, 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 oh, here's one I hate. Roadblock. I don't really? hate the way Roadblock? I don't hate I don't hate the way he looks. I'm glad he's there. He's he's a great character, except every time I talk, I got a rhyme. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. Knock it off. I'll, like, I'll read the comic of him. I'll play with the action figure as a kid. But there's no way I'm able to sit there through an episode, even as like a 10, or 9, 8-year-old, and go, are you serious? Nobody turns to him and goes, all right, shut up. You don't have to yeah. rhyme everything all the time. This is the military, you know. You, so, you can probably see something on a, on a certain show like uh, uh oh, what the hell is that that show that makes fun of like everything? Uh, Robot Chicken. Sure. You know, sure. So they go they go makes uh, you know like with uh, He Man and all that. You know, it's like you know they they made fun of He Man and it's like oh well you know here's Prince Adam and you know you know, oh what huh. Oh. I'm but it's all, it's all lighthearted in that case. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I showed my son the uh, when they do the Emperor Emperor Palpat- Palpatine from yeah. Star Wars. He's the best character on Robot Chicken. He is so we quote the Star Wars skits daily yeah. because it's like they 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 really hit in the pocket with that kind of joke. So since with that we call it, have you seen like the Obi Wan? Uh... Uh, <laughs> just started last night we watched episode one we're gonna watch episode two and we're done here talking oh okay okay cool yeah but um yeah it okay here's a tangent i love and i'm you probably feel the same you watch the original trilogy obviously classic yeah <clears throat> they come out with the prequels which okay were a little too political driven but in hindsight, they still felt like they were Star Wars. You still felt the the magic. Then they do these sequels, which Star Wars, along with Ghostbusters, and even Indiana Jones, there should have been more done with this these franchises instead of one movie every twenty years if you're lucky. Yeah. These yeah. are these are the type of franchises that should have had ongoing movie series, television shows, yada yada yada. Well, they come out with these sequels, and I I enjoyed the first one because Han was in it, despite how he ends up. Uh, But the rest of it didn't feel like Star Wars at all, and it only went downhill from there. So now they start coming out with Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Obi-Wan. These are excellent. These are the Star Wars shows that should have happened 20 years ago, and they're smart enough to have them take place, most of them, after Jedi. So now we get to see more of Luke. Holy, we're getting to see Luke Skywalker be a full-blown Jedi doing Jedi things. Yeah. You know, I love that. So uh, for a guy who never really considered himself a Star Wars guy, yeah, I watch them. Yeah, I like them. Are they part of my soul? Like, like MacGyver or, you know, comics or something, music? No. But boy, good is good. And these television shows, like uh, my son, I took him to see, um, 
oh the first the first um of the new trilogy with han and then we worked our way backwards i had him watch all the movies mm -hmm. watch mandalorian from the first episode with me and worse we're in there anytime a new star wars show comes out we're like here we go this is high quality stuff but yeah, yeah I, I mean from the first episode <laughs> yeah i'm i'm enjoying obi-wan i think we're i always say we're in the golden age of entertainment right now whether it be yeah. superhero movies superhero television shows star wars and you know why because the people who are our age that wanted this for the last 30 years are now in positions of power to make yeah. it happen right yeah exactly like, like they're really coming through on all the things that we've dreamed of i mean we people would laugh years ago when you'd say an iron man movie <laughs> ant-man he's not getting who the heck is ant-man well look at where we are now yeah but also i like the the you know in the beginning you never even figured to like you know when you watch a movie and you go to a movie theater and there is some people that will watch a movie and stay to the end i mean like to the end when the whole thing is fucking done and I the mean, lights come up yeah, the lights coming. No, I'm not even. Even with the lights coming up, they'll still sit there and watch like the credits go towards the end until you see that you know that you know like split you know different shadow things like you know how a, a videotape or something would keep on going and like yeah you know. But when you watch like Marvel or whatever, like you were saying Iron Man or or uh, you know Captain America, Ant Man. And now you have to pay attention to, like, the end of the credits because, hello, they're going to show some weird shit, like, at the end. And you're like, I, I didn't notice. We call it, what the fuck? You know. We constantly laugh. We'll sit there, whether it's me and the kids or my wife and the kids or whoever. And we'll, we know. I don't care what movie it is now. We're staying until the credits are done, no matter what movie, Marvel yeah. or not. Because now they've learned to throw in a little teaser at the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll laugh or roll our eyes or shake our heads when you see the people get up and leave. Like, have you learned nothing? Why would you leave before the end of the credits? You know there's going to be something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's like we were sitting at home and we we're like, okay, well, we didn't go to you know the theaters because of the pandemic and all that. Sure. But when it came out to be doing on to a TV, then you can see from the comforts of your own home and all of a sudden... We, me and my me and my girlfriend just sit there like, all right, here's the credits, and all of a sudden I'm ready to go. And she goes, "What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> we gotta show this." And I'm like, "I fucking forgot." Okay, yeah. you know, like let me go and get, pause it for a minute, you know, and then let me go get more popcorn and you know, and Ooh. see what goes on. So it was like it's very entertaining when you when you watch it like that, and even like you said, any other movie because now some of these other movies that are not Marvel or you know, even DC is not going to do it, but, you know, anything from a, a, a horror movie aspect to... You just never know. It's it's worth sitting there for the extra three minutes. Just even the cartoons. Of... Exactly. You just yeah. you never know. Oh, uh, I love the, the DC animated movies. Oh, yeah. Have you seen them? They're, they're typically fantastic. Yeah. It, it's, it's very, like, you know, we... There's like certain things that we're like picky about, and then there's like ones where, because me and my girlfriend, we have a tendency to 
there's a series that comes up, you know, like say, uh, uh, you know, Hawkeye or, or Thor, not not Thor. I mean, like Hawkeye or you know, Captain America and Falcon, and and even um, uh, uh, not Mockingbird, um, well, Scarlett Johansson's character, and um, so yeah, yeah, and then you know, we're just like. Okay, well, we, let's watch this, and we'll watch this, and I'm like, oh, well, what about that other series that we were gonna watch, and that, and then she's like, well, we still got Game of Thrones, and I'm like, well, from what everybody says, you know, season five, that's it, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. so I don't even go past season five because you're. They done. really brought back with these Marvel shows and Star Wars shows, um, must see TV. Like yeah. you're right. If okay, Game of Thrones, nah, 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 you'll get there. There's no real rush, but you have to keep up on your Marvel shows. Because start, uh, WandaVision led into the new Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, they really have it, everything interlaced in such a beautiful way. That you you have to watch it like a certain thing, too. Like Black Panther, you have to watch like a certain time. And then it goes into this. There's an order, yeah. You know, and then and then when you watch like towards the end, like the, the Infinity Wars and, uh, and all that. And then you're like, holy shit. And then my girlfriend would be like... Okay, well, what happened? How do we know about Captain Marvel? Do we? Which movie do we miss? You know, and yeah. then we have to go back and figure out what movie do we miss. And we were watching, and I'm like, oh, and there's Captain Marvel at the end. And they're like, oh, shit. I'm like, all right. Yeah, and they, they snuck her origin story in between the, those movies. Yeah. So they, you had to watch that before you saw Endgame. And especially, uh, uh, what's the one? Uh, uh, Shang-Chi. Sure. You know? They, 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 you know, towards the end, you know, there was like, you know, the, the guy that, that works with, uh, Dr. Strange and they brought in and there's Captain Marvel and they're talking and, yeah. you know, they're it's like that whole... the next thing they're setting you up, which is great. I'm, you know, uh, being a comic book guy who knows his stuff, <laughs> I can say that. Um, because <laughs> again, I read the books. I don't just watch the movies. Yeah. Um, I, you know, if anybody's going to be skeptical or a naysayer or go, oh, I don't know, it would be someone like me. But Marvel, I'm completely on board. I have all faith on Marvel as far as movies go, not as far as comic books currently go, but as far as their movie and, and television shows, I don't worry. I don't worry. DC, on the other hand, I they need to get somebody in charge of that who knows their stuff and keeps a single vision like they have kevin feige for marvel yeah he's kind of the guy who goes look it i have this planned out follow what i'm saying warner brothers who owns dc doesn't give a rat's rear end which is why you get such scattered un unre um uncharacteristic superheroes that are nothing like what you know yeah to one degree or another uh but yet with the animated stuff they nail it. Like DC is great with the animation, Marvel, not really. Uh, but their movies are the other way. Marvel's yeah. great, DC not so much overall. You know, it's amazing. You have to appreciate the fact that Marvel people care enough. And, and the, you know, you know why they're successful because they stay true to the essence of who the character is. I mean, it could be said now, like from when Captain America first came around, 
and Iron Man. When the beginning of Captain America, Captain America and Iron Man. That's when Marvel started to control their own movies. Yeah, they, they started doing the whole thing. Because when you had they X-Men. Sign them off. Yeah, because you had X-Men in the beginning. You, that was my pet peeve. You know, where I'm like, I, you know, like you said, I read the comic books. I read a thing. I know what goes into what and who came into what section at, a, at that certain time. Then you look at, like, say, X-Men, like the very first one, or even the second one they put, they have characters that come in, and I'm like, those guys don't come in until, you know, this one, you know? Sure. But in that case, I mean, they, the movie people had the, the advantage of, well, you know, the guys who were writing the comics, they didn't mean to have Wolverine come in so many issues later. They had their original five guys and then through, you know, whatever. So the movie guys have the experience to look back at 20 years of comics and go, okay, so we don't have to follow the timeline as much, but we do have to get, well, we have to get Wolverine in there because he is the most popular and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I can understand that. It's when they decide to go, we're going to change. Okay, here's a perfect example. Talk about X-Men. X-Men 1 is great. X-Men 2 is even better. Then the third one is a giant mess because they thought, you want more? We'll give you more. And they threw in all these characters, yeah. including Juggernaut, which is a great villain by himself. But instead, they make him a laughing stock who doesn't look like Juggernaut. And he just runs through a building, a, a couple walls, and then gets knocked out. Well, yeah. you just wasted that character. Yeah. So, but they were like, well, you like X-Men? Here's 50 X-Men in one shot. Well, now we're overloaded. We don't know who these characters, I know, but a lot of the general public goes, who is that guy? And you're never going to know. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you, it, you have to have somebody standing over them to go, no. I understand what you're trying to do. No. We have a clear vision, and and once Marvel, you got to remember in the '90s, Marvel filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. Because they had fished out all these characters to other companies, and you had great movies like the original X-Men movies or Spider-Man were great, and Blade, Blade was the first successful one. But before that, you had garbage character, I mean, garbage movies because Dolph Lundgren is the Punisher. He was nothing like the Punisher. He didn't have the skull on his chest. You know, yeah. his Thomas Jane had a de decent movie, but his origin wasn't accurate because when you fish or um, hand out your your franchise characters to a separate entity, you're allowing them to go. But I know better, and I'm going to change what is wanted. Well, that's why you had such. I mean, there used to be a. Uh, there was supposed to be a. a maybe hit did hit TV in the seventies. There was a Doctor Strange pilot. Oh, yeah. I think I've never seen something like that. Oh, oh. Yeah. And it was nothing like it because there was no Marvel person standing over them saying no when they should have. So now Marvel files for bankruptcy because of the whole comic, um, you know, people trying to, to get collectible comics. Yeah. And then so they file for bankruptcy. You think, oh, no, they're going away. They sign with Disney who goes, you guys can make your own movies. You're in charge of your own character. And because of that, now you get the 
great stuff because they had nowhere else to go. They went, all right, if we're going to fail, we at least should do our best. Yeah. And so from, you know, movies like Iron Man on and Captain America, like you said, you're getting the cream of the crop. Yeah, but the, the only, yeah, with, the, with that, because you got the whole backstory, then you got the thing at the end of the credits where it, it, it draws you in even more, but then you got everything else. The only other pet peeve, I guess it's a pet peeve, is for me, if you're going to have a character, that character has to stay, that person that plays that character has to stay within that realm of that. Instead of switching to different characters throughout the whole thing. So, like, like Chris, you know, he goes and does the torch on Fantastic Four. Three, three years later, he's Captain America. But you got to remember, that Fantastic Four was not Marvel run or written or controlled. That was Fox. No, I know, I know, but I'm just saying for, like, character-wise, because people that are looking at characters like how we do, you know, how we see it, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to be fucking confused. Like, well, I thought he was he was uh, the Torch. And then, which is funny, with Ryan Reynolds, when he was Green Lantern, which was, like, a spoof as it is, you know, and then he did Deadpool, he's like, oh, you know, just don't give me a green suit. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And don't make it gray, you know, <laughs> and like that kind of thing. And he made fun of the whole thing, which was awesome because I love the fact that we call it, you know, he was like Deadpool, but Deadpool was like the, the trash mouth, but makes fun of everything, including, you know, what it is. And, well, and yeah, I don't know. It's just... I'll tell you with, with, with Chris Evans, I, I know what you're saying. And I remember people being skeptical at the time going, wait a minute, wait, he's supposed to be Captain America. Thank God he was Captain America. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no, I understand that. If you go back and watch him as Johnny Storm, to, to Chris Evans' acting credit, he's not playing the same character. You, It's hard to believe that, that that Human Torch skinny kid is bulky, you know, super soldier uh, Captain America. I can watch them side by side and forget that, wow, that's the same actor. Yeah. Which is amazing because not everybody can pull that off. Like a lot of guys, you go, well, yeah, he's just playing the same guy over and over and over again. They're just putting a different suit on him. Now, now, what character in Marvel would you want to see have a movie? Daredevil. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Daredevil has like the series as it is, and he's, so. and he's getting a new one. I know. Listen, he's my favorite character. He's my favorite comic book Marvel guy. So anything, and plus, the series. Charlie Cox was so excellent, just like uh, Kingpin was just excellent. Oh, yeah. I mean, perfect casting. So more of that. I don't care how they do it. I don't care. Just keep bringing them back because I was part of the the fan group um, Save Daredevil, which was trying to, okay, once Netflix lets Marvel reuse the character, let's get going on that. And we saw that in Spider-Man, which was my favorite, you know, one of my favorite parts of that last movie to see Matt Murdock show up. You're like, because yeah! before that, there was some debate. Oh, are they connected? They're supposed to be, but a lot of people are saying the Netflix shows aren't part of Marvel Universe. Well, now with that, they cemented that yes, it is. Yeah. You know, so yeah, Daredevil. I don't care if it's a movie. I personally, between you and me, 
I have found that television shows are nowadays for the last 20, 30 years are better than movies. Whereas it used to be the other way around mm-hmm. movies. You get two hours. You got to cram in a quick story, a television series. You could do seasons with story arcs and character development, you know, whereas with a movie, you remember the daredevil movie. With yeah, ben yeah. Affleck? Okay. Not as terrible as everybody says, but there were mistakes made. And one of them was the info dump that they had to cram in there. Yeah. And then you have guys who go, let's put them in a, in a tank to sleep in with water. That, I don't, what? Like, that's not, he's, he's never done that in the comics ever. That's not who he is. Yeah. Because some guy in the studio went, I, I want to make my mark. I am making, you know, making this decision. Yeah, but it goes against the character. I don't care. I, I, like, the, I like the TV series, the, the TV movie, actually, they did, where, like, okay, I mean, it is an older TV movie where The Incredible Hulk, Lou Ferrigno. The Trial of the Incredible Hulk was what it was. Yeah, but then you had, you know, then you had Daredevil in there as it is, too. You had The Incredible Hulk, and then they did another one where Incredible Hulk was teaming up with Thor. Thor, yeah. You know, and those were really good back then. If they had... The, the knowledge and gumption of, uh, you know, doing, like, more shit to it, it, it would have been, like, you know, more than what it would have been. Two, at the time, yeah, you're right, because at the time, that was blowing my mind. You're giving us crossovers. We're getting to see other heroes. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, you, you took what you can get, but technology hadn't caught up <laughs> to where it had by the time Iron Man came out. You know, yeah. like, they couldn't do the special effects that they could now. So in your mind, and that goes back to, man, I, I love The Greatest American Hero. But in order to watch that, you have to just accept that the technology wasn't so great. So they're showing a stuntman being thrown over a tree. You know that that's not that, you know, William Cat at that moment. But you got to yeah. just, you, you deal with what you got. You try and make it work for your own headcanon yeah. and be thankful for what you had. Well, now... Oh, here's a perfect example of where that goes wrong. When they did the prequels for Star Wars, right? Yeah. This film is known, or at least prides themselves on great special effects. Their special effects were not as great. Like when they show all the soldiers and they're all supposed to go and turn and march and walk together and, you know. You could tell that whoever was in charge of that just copied and pasted the same figure because they all march perfectly. You could tell it's all computer generated. Yeah. I remember watching that and going, the show Stargate SG-1 special effects are flawless and are so much better than what the Star Wars movie is. Like, I couldn't believe it. I went, I can actually almost see the green screen with these soldiers. Yeah. You know, so there, nowadays you see... They, they, in Stargate, they would do this shot, which I still don't know how they did it. They show the ship come in, land, the doors open up, and the guys walk in or out of that door and are in the same, like, it wasn't cut and pasted. There was no different camera angle. Ship comes down, they walk in or out, and now they're off the ship and they just continue the scene. How did they do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. So nowadays, 
it all comes down to how well is the script written. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it's like uh, when I was uh, when I started, like when I, back when, like I said, X Men started out, and I wanted to see it. Now at that time, I was going to be married. I think I no, actually no, I was going out with my girlfriend. Then she, then we, then we got married. But before that, I was like, honey, let's let's watch uh, X Men. You know, go out to the movies. She goes, oh, I don't know. She was never one for comic book movies. And and I think that was like the very first or somewhat very first uh, comic book movie. And she goes, well, who's in it? I was like, well, there's this guy, Hugh Jackman. And she goes, eh, I don't know who he is. And all of a sudden, I, I was like, oh, but then there's, a, you know, a, your, your favorite, you know, Patrick Stewart. And she goes, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, because she has like on she drove a, a, a Hyundai uh, Scoop. Yeah, it was like 19, I don't know, 97 probably, a Hyundai Scoop. And she had Captain Picard, like, super glued on her dash. Just like, and she loved Patrick Stewart. Just loved him to death. And then I said, oh, I think, you know, Patrick Stewart's in there. He plays uh, the professor in this. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go. You know, and, and I'm <laughs> like, a big, big hole in the wall where she ran through. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's go. You know, and I'm like, all right. So we walked in, and I'm like, so what you think? And she goes, I actually like it. It was good. You know, Patrick Stewart, major star. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. But then it goes on and on, and and then she, then we saw was it? We went out and we saw uh, Ghost Rider. You know, it was like me and her and and. My brother-in-law, her brother, younger brother, we went down there and we were watching Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I loved it, but as you know, when we read the comics, there's like certain shit that, you know, they put on the screen. I'm like, why? Just because I, I'm like, and she goes, well, what's wrong? I was like, listen, I've read the comics of Ghost Rider. I, I loved Ghost Rider. I sit in the back of my mom and dad's you know, uh, you know, station wagon where it has that back seat thing. You can see the people when you could sit in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And reading, you know, the comic books of Ghost Rider at like 90 degree weather and shit. And, you know, just like hanging out. And and I read it. It's not like I look at the comics and see the pictures. I read it. And I didn't see anything that said, oh, you know, I'm going to mimic Elvis fucking Presley. You know, so. <laughs> and then I see that and I'm like. I don't think Ghost Rider knows Elvis Presley. You know, I'm like, what the fuck is this about? And doing well, this. Remember, there you go. That's a great example of they allowed Fox to do what they wanted with the character because, yeah. you know, Stan Lee, as much as he's loved, he would shell out these characters because he didn't care about uh, getting it right. He just thought, well, it's going to spread the word of our characters. Yeah. But you need someone to stand there and go, no, and now we have that. Which, yes. again, it baffles me that that Warner Brothers would would not, and they've, they've kind of made this known. Many people say, Warner Brothers doesn't care about DC Comics. And yet you own it. Like, you should care because it'll make you money. Oh, yeah, definitely. Major amount. You just yeah. have to do it. Did you what? see the Batman? Oh yeah, the Batman. Yep. Uh, well, no, we we saw it. I mean, I liked it. 
It's just I never figured uh, Riddler to be, like, so evil. You know, like, when you look at Riddler, like, back in the days, even, like, Batman, you know, series, you know, he was more comical, more funny, you know. And then you look at, like, the Riddler when he was in the movies with Jim Carrey. Again, you know, comical, funny, you know. Tommy Lee Jones as, like, Two-Face, you know, was, like, comical as it. But it was more theatrical uh movies but then sure. you had the dark version of batman with joker heath ledger my favorite villain of that part you know with heath ledger hands down i love oh, that without a doubt yeah definitely and then I mean, you he, have the, you but can then watch you, him over and over again as that yeah and then then you had uh uh um i forgot the guy, i guess the guy that did the pun no he didn't do the punisher uh, but the guy that, that is like Two Face and all that, uh, Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. You know, he played yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, he played it. Fuck, it was great. awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, especially how the Two Face turned out. It it, it's just like the skin graphing and everything else, and I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like how dark that can get. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they did the uh, uh, Catwoman, you know, with Anne Hathaway, I think, down the line. Eh, that was right. But then even well, that third Bane. movie, That third movie really dropped the ball because they made mistakes right out of the gate because Batman wouldn't retire. They had yeah. Batman, he got a hurt boo-boo knee, so he retired and walks with the king. No, you. That front, I was done at, at that point. And I, even though Bane wasn't as Bane as he could have been, because Bane is a great villain in the comics. And he was good in the movie, but they didn't have the venom attached to him that bulks him up. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so, again, that third movie, they just kind of, it, it, it was nowhere near as good as The Dark Knight. Dark yeah. Knight was excellent. Batman got to be Batman. The Heath Ledger was brilliant as the Joker. You couldn't take your eyes off him. <laughs> That and one scene, movie, though, is like, like, we're going to have trials. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. There you go. He was so charismatic. And I remember I was one of the people, like the rest of the world, that went, who did they get for the Joker? The Australian kid? Uh, I, don't, I don't Curly-haired guy? I don't Ugh. And then you see him, you go, wow. I'll tell you, it was the same thing for me with Ben Affleck as Batman. I was like, Ben Affleck? Every yeah. time. Because if you watch Ben Affleck in every every movie that he is in beforehand if he's not talking he's slack jawed he leaves it he waits for his line he'll say his line and while the other person's talking he'll go yeah well i was so skeptical my co-host at the time and i he's like no i think he'll be great i'm like okay i hope he's great but i don't know he was great and i i publicly was very proud to say on the podcast i was wrong I love that I'm wrong. He was so good as, unfortunately, you know, the Snyder verse is just a freaking mess that they can wipe off the face of the earth. You don't make Batman old in this first movie. Yeah. It should have, you know, but uh, despite that, he was so good. He kept his jaw shut when he wasn't talking. Yeah. You know, he had the demeanor of that. I was thrilled as to death. That scene in the in the first in the Justice League where it shows him on the rooftop fighting yeah. the parademon, 
Oh yeah, that yeah. scene alone, I was like, I, I love the way he's moving and the way the cape is and the way that they have him, you know, be yeah. Batman. Yeah, we, uh, the the thing that uh that I didn't like about like, I like Justice League. I just don't love it because right, right. They, uh, they have the uh, the you know you got Superman, you got Aquaman, which honestly they made Aquaman like. Like Buck because they wanted the girls to go. Oh, you know, I'm like, yeah, but right. we all know that Aquaman was the gayest one, uh, <laughs> you know, because like in the cartoons, you know, it was like he wasn't that like big, big, you know. And then well, uh, in the comics, at one point, they did make him much more like uh, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, like yeah. He, a hook for a hand and the long hair, you know. Yeah, yeah, but that was like more when he was like more seasoned and then he got older and then you know whatnot. That was like with Aqualad as well. And then you had um, Wonder Woman. So you had Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and even Cyborg. And Cyborg was like the youngest, of pretty much. And Flash. Of all. You and know, Flash. But, and Flash. And then, which we know we're not going to get a Flash fucking movie because of what, what goes on. Maybe. I think, I think we will. I just don't think they're going to try too hard to promote it. Yeah. But also, there's another person that they're forgetting in that you know you know uh justice league and that's well i'm not saying it's all of them because there is a big huge justice league unlimited but there's justice league and you have the nuclear man firestorm you know lantern you got green lantern in there. yeah the green lantern you got you got you got the hawk man hawk girl you know sure. like that so i don't know if they are gonna plan that into it down the line but like you said marvel's on the ball getting characters in here in there and more characters that you didn't even think that was going to be in there as it is and now dc is just like slowly you know bringing well, them the in but mistake that they made with with the whole franchise was they gave it to Zack snyder who already was writing a movie that could come down the line 10 years down the line if you're doing the first justice league movie first of all you gotta get all the characters accurate he didn't yeah. Since Man of Steel, he didn't. He made Superman moody and oh, you know, I hate that I have superpowers. He's very like depressed. No, Superman is inspiration personified. He's saving people. You hear da 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 da. Ba, ba, da. I feel chills when I hear that. I mean, Christopher oh, yeah. Reeve. If, if you don't know, you watch Christopher Reeve. You go, that's Superman. This. Uh, I don't know. He has his father telling him, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't save people. Well, that's not how Pa Kent talks. So yeah. from Man of Steel on, you let Zack Snyder just do these movies that aren't accurate to the characters. If you're going to do a Justice League movie, that should be like a, like the way the Avengers were. Wait a minute, you have all of these epic characters together on a team? Well, in this case, he's already writing like the last Justice League story, and it's the first one. You know, if thank God he didn't get to do a second Justice League because he was going to kill off Batman. He was going to make the world go into um, like an apocalyptic world because Darkseid was going to take over the Earth. Well, there's nowhere to go up from there. I yeah. mean, the most you can do is beat the bad guy, but your world is still destroyed. And you killed Batman? No, thanks. No, 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 no. Yeah. So... When they did, you're right, when they did like Shazam or Wonder Woman or even Aquaman, those were fun, great movies. And, and you know, 
made you go, I'm happy when I saw that movie, not, what the heck was that? Yeah. You know? But if you had a... So, for me, we call when I mentioned about uh, you know what would be a, a character that you want to see you know, like and, and would be uh, you know Daredevil. Mine would be Prince uh, Prince Namor. Okay. The Mariner. I, I would love to I see. Think, I think he's coming. I think yeah. once they introduce um, the Fantastic Four, which is being worked on, he made his introduction through. Well, no, he was around before the Fantastic Four, but he made his reintroduction through the Fantastic Four because he's kind of like a love interest for Sue Storm. Yeah. I think I think he'll probably, if he's not in the first movie, he'll definitely be in the next Fantastic Four movie. But I want to see, <laughs> I want to see this thing we call where, it, you got Spider-Man. Now Iceman is in, uh, we call it like the movies as it is now. You need a Firestar to make yeah. the, the Spider-Man and Amazing Friends fucking movie. I love that. That was one of my favorite cartoons ever. When I was a kid, it was because the animation was so great. They made Spider-Man act like a spider climbing up the walls. Yeah. You know, and he'd swing. And, you know, you really got the sense of, wow, his movement is constant. And, and, the, and the puns. The puns he sure. does. Ooh. And, you know, I love that. And I love Super Friends because you got to see the Justice League together and, you know, battling the the uh, the bad guys. The Hall of Doom. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Legion the Hall of Doom. of Doom and Legion of Doom. And then and then they did uh, the last season or two was the animation got even better and they were fighting Darkseid. And the capes flew, like actually moved better in the wind with the animation and I, I remember being blown away because what they did was they finally were starting to come out with the superpower toys, which were my favorite toys too. Nice. I still have them right over there, actually. Um, and and you know, so they decided, well, we want to help sell these toys, so we should probably make the animation a little crisper, and that way we can introduce Cyborg, and we yeah. can introduce Firestorm, and. Those were so good. So Spidey and his amazing friends, uh, the super friends, superpowers, whatever they wanted to call it at any given time. The Ghostbusters animated series was excellent too. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they did serious stories. You're like, oh, man, they don't know if they can get out of this. Right? Yeah, because they had uh, they, well, they had the, the regular one, the, the, the Ghostbusters animated series. But then they had, well, I don't know which one's which. I know uh, they had one where it's just, you know, the four of them, like regular yes. Ghostbusters. And then there was one where they're driving a fucking T-model fucking Ford, you know, and have an ape. You know? That was earlier, which is why when they came out with the Ghostbusters animated series, they decided to call it the real Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because previously there was the, uh, which I didn't even know about. I never saw that. I only saw I, I it. I watched it. It was pretty funny. I liked that, uh, you know, especially with the T-model, like, you know, Ford, you know, they, they crank it up and they like, you know. <laughs> yeah. But the, the real Ghostbusters animated series was so good. The animation was so good. The stories, you never knew where they were going to go. You the know. Sandman. That was amazing. I remember being a kid and watching on a Saturday morning and going, wow. I actually feel like it's not, yeah. hey, you're a kid, so we're going to 
you know, like they would always throw in like with He-Man or Thundercats. Some corporate guy thought we have to throw in a stupid character because that's what the kids will relate to. So with He-Man, you had Orko. With Thundercats, you had Snarf, Snarf. Yeah, I yeah. hated Snarf. I hated it. I'm like, shut up. Like, this doesn't make me want to watch this show. It makes me want to turn it off. Well, oh, with Ghostbusters, on. real Ghostbusters, they'd have Slimer. Okay. But he wasn't in every shot. Nah. You know, Slimer coming in your thing. And then, all right, go away. We're going to do serious stories now. Yeah. You know? It's like, uh, but then you had Silverhawk. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that you had, like, funny characters. Well, yeah, okay. With Silverhawks, you probably did have, like, a certain funny character, like the cabbie in Silverhawks, you know. He goes, hey, sure. you know what I mean? You know? And it's like your typical cabbie in New York kind of thing. You know, and I'm like, oh, I kind of relate to that. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then, um, yeah, but that's where Saturday Morning Cartoons was the best. You wake up nine, eight o'clock in the morning. You watch the Smurfs. You watch the Snorks. Smurfs, yep. Yeah, and Smurfs, the, the Snorks. The Snorks were the spinoff, yeah. Yeah, and then then you go on, and then there was you know Dungeons and Dragons, you know, which I never got into, but I appreciated. I I, I appreciated the animation. I appreciated the way that they were dressed. Yeah. But I just it never grabbed me. You know I what I mean? Because at, at that time when that was on. Like Spidey might be on, so yeah. it was one of those. You got to make your decision. What at each half hour, what are you jumping to? Yeah, because I try to jump them back and forth, and that was me. I'm like back, you know, like that, whatever. And I watch, you know, like He Man, and then Shira, and then you had, you know, Thundercats and Silverhawks, and then uh, you know they got one called Sectors and Inhumanoids. I had one of those. I have the 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 riding one. The, oh yeah. The, sectors where, where you put your hand in and it's the legs yeah but you flip a switch and the dragonfly wings do this yeah that's a great toy that should have been much more successful than it was jason the wheeled warriors mm-hmm. um you know in even mr t had a great fucking cartoon that there was, was awesome it, it was like a gi joe kind of type not gi joe but it had the the essex of like He's in the beginning, you know, he's himself. He tells you, he's like, oh, this is like the caper of, uh, you know, the milk that ran dry or something like that, blah, 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 you know. And then they go into it. And then after they go and do a commercial, and he goes, he goes, oh, we'll be right back. You know, let me go fix this car over here. You know, and then, but then all of a sudden after, it's like a PSA kind of thing at the end. Like G.I. Joe did a PSAs, you know, for the cartoon. And, you know, he man did the same thing, and that was the biggest thing. And what was the other one? Half the battle. Well, yeah. What was the uh the other one? Like you know, GI Joe, I watch as well. You know, and and you know, getting to that, we call it like Snake Eyes, Timber. You know, Duke. I like Lady J. I like uh like the newer ones they had, like Sci-Fi, where the names is just like ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you know the name i didn't i mean there was one called chuckles yeah he was very much a miami vice inspired guy he wore like a hawaiian shirt yeah the hawaiian shirt with a gun holster with the gun yeah i like him as a character like i don't know if he was ever in an episode but i had the action figure and i thought 
I'll take this because he's an undercover. You know, he could, he's part of the military, but you could also use him to be like an undercover. No, but they cop. they used him in the, in GI Joe the movie. Okay. They okay. did a movie with the Serpentor, but they had a Cobra yeah. Cobra La. Uh, Cobra La. Yeah, yeah. I got I got all three of those figures. That raised the bar so high for me when I saw that in the theater. I'm like, wait a minute. Burgess Meredith. The, these are the people that make the bad guys scared. Yeah. Ooh. You know, and they're all fighting them, and and the the enforcer guy is just slamming people across over. You know, you got guys like Quick Kick and Snake Eyes attacking a guy, and he's just slamming them against the wall and knocking them out. And yeah. you go, oh boy, those were the big guys. You know, when you're slapping around Gung Ho and Roadblock. But then Sergeant Slaughter comes around and he's like, you know, picks him up, like you know, like body slams him and. Do you I'm know like, that? Do you know that Sergeant Slaughter follows me on Twitter? Really? Yeah. Wow. The blue. He's like, "Yep, Sergeant Slaughter is now fine." And it's the real guy too. I'm like, "I'll take it." I know. I was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, what was the open? Uh, you know, they had Don Johnson being like uh, uh, Lieutenant Falcon. 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 And then, uh, but then Duke's brother. Yeah. No, no, Flint's Flint's brother. Yep. No, I was it? So. No, it was Duke because Duke was supposed to die in the movie. That's right. That's Remember right. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. gets stabbed with the the snake thing from Serpentor. Yeah, and and thank God they didn't kill him because again he's one of my favorites. Yeah, but yeah, originally yeah. when they wrote it, they're like, yeah, he dies. <laughs> and then I guess last minute they're like, yeah, let's not kill him. Let's he gets better. But even uh, I like Scarlet. You know the redhead. Yeah, Love sure. Scarlet, and then uh, but then they had a. Uh, like, like I said, I, I like the code names, you know, that they think of. Like, you got Sci-Fi, Lift Ticket. Uh, Outback. I loved Outback. Outback was very, in my mind, the MacGyver, like, outdoorsy guy. Because yeah. he was the guy who would go through and hack down stuff. And, I forgot who's the guy that does the f safari. Um, uh, like, he has that. Huh? Kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the hat hat. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, half hat. And then, uh, uh, you know, they had toll booth. You know, we had the bridge, and they all, it all suits the thing. Spirit with freedom. Love Spirit. They did a great couple episodes where Spirit had to fight Storm Shadow. Yeah, yeah, that was like that the was mortal. Great. And yeah. then, uh, you know, wait a minute, shouldn't that be Snake Eyes? No, yeah. it should always. Be, but I, I accepted it. Well, it's a mixed, uh, mixed bag, basically. You know, and then uh, they. The one episode I love on G.I. Joe as well, where they had the families. You know, they take the families of, like, they, yeah. they came across the the real identities of G.I. Joe, and then they took the families, they brainwashed them to fight G.I. Joe for their battle. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, quick, was it Quick Kick? Uh, 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 Scarlet, Quick Kick, Spirit. Um, was it Stalker? No, not Stalker. Uh... Shipwreck. Um, oh, who else? There was a guy. Uh, he, he had like um, uh, he always wore like a mask and a visor and all that. It was a uh, oh, I forgot. But he wasn't like a character you see like all the time, you know. Okay. Uh, barbecue. Was it low light? Low no, light. no. I love. Uh, there's a story about low light. We call it that. I, I'm going to tell you in a few minutes. Um, uh, uh, oh, I forgot the fucking name. But anyway. Um, low light. When I was watching the episode where they used the dream sequence, 
You know, there's an episode yeah, where years. Huh? Oh, okay. But well, there's there's a scene where there's an episode where uh, Doctor Mindbender, you know, like one of the new characters, yeah, yeah. he makes like a, a sleep thing, like a dream machine, where they go into the dreams of GI Joe and they do nightmares and everything else, and they're all like fucking tired, so they won't be able to fight Cobra as it is. So they come across. They don't come across, but there's a guy that's on their team called Low Light, where he dealt with nightmares all his life and he hasn't slept in like 20 fucking years he'll get a little bit here a little bit there whatever so they're like well his you know his his dossier says we call it he dealt with bad dreams and he's been still doing it so they siphon like his dreams through all gi joe to fight cobra and then he's over there with like huge rats and you know he's riding on rats and huh. it was like and then you see Doctor Mindbender look like like the King Snake in the in the the nightmares, and having the snakes like attack, you know, like Iceberg and Lady J, and and uh, they'll be like in a in a, uh, and then you see uh, you know General Hawk, you know the one your favorite. We call it you know it's like I don't know if I can lead. Oh my God, you know they're going to their deaths. You reminded me one of the figures I love too was Snow Job. Oh yeah. Spear- I used to use his skis, and I would, as a kid, I would reenact out in the cold episode of MacGyver, where he's trying to outrun the avalanche. Oh yeah, right. Because I they didn't have MacGyver toys. I don't know why, but so I'd have to use my GI Joe guys and go. Okay, this guy kind of. I mean, I guess I could pretend he's MacGyver. This guy's got a leather jacket. Okay, he's got that color hair. Okay. But, you know, I had the action figure snow job and I would just either pretend snow job was MacGyver or I'd put the skis on another guy and like reenact that whole avalanche thing. And yeah, that's a great episode, too, because it was one of those where you got essentially two episodes in an hour. Yeah. There's the avalanche part of it and watch him escape. There's one episode. Yeah. And then the second is, you know, them kidnapping Pete and trying to get the microfilm. And it yeah. really and then the hour is over. Even now, as I watch them, I go, wow. Same thing with Stargate, because a lot of the people from MacGyver moved over to Stargate. So you're watching these episodes go, that felt like a movie. And that's only been an hour. That's the power of good writing. Yeah. I mean, they they really, it, nothing felt crammed. It all felt like it naturally moved. But everything was constantly going. You go, that was only an hour? <laughs> or you know, or forty-five minutes if you take out the commercials. Wow. Yeah. Right. So I I used to use my GI Joes that way. So, but with GI Joe, you know, we always have to come to an end of like an episode, and this is like Here we getting, go. it's getting near to the like you know we're on like an hour and forty-five. So yeah, I noticed. That. Well, I was wondering which one of us was going to bring that up too, because I'm like. Do I say something or speaking to no one? Yeah. No, I do. I usually like like I will go into like two hours, whatever. But I'm like I'm getting hungry as it is too. You know? me, me too. And uh, my daughter's having a friend over. They're going to have a sleepover. So there you go. go. So you need a you need to do the parental uh, we call it advisory. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Again, with the GI Joe, you got to do parental advisories. But tell everybody where they can uh, find you where platforms you're on and uh... the best place to go for all of the many things that I'm happy uh, to have my hands in. If you look up the forever adventure network, 
look up that. That's going to give you links to. I have a YouTube page where you can watch episodes. Um, there's a, a store, many, a couple stores. My buddy makes. Uh, it's called. Um, well, if you go there, you'll find it. He makes ID badges. Anything that you've seen on a television show, yeah. for five bucks, he will even customize a badge. Like if you like Stargate or X Files, he'll give you the the badge that they wear. Uh, for five bucks, you can't go wrong. He, I, uh, uh, you can't see it out my window, but I have a flag that I just posted or put up called uh, it's an SGC flag, like they have yeah. in the show. Twenty bucks, you can't go wrong. But we have uh, uh, stores there, uh, Redbubble, Tee Public, with stuff. Um, we have oh, I do art for the. Uh, audio series for the podcast like you i'll do those imagine if this character met that character what that would be like yeah so i do those type of art which you could see we have our twitter pages for the macgyver podcast the never gets old podcast the macgyver sg1 audio series i have twitter pages we have facebook groups uh we have i have a comic strip that i occasionally do there's the music Essentially, I mean, you're going to find any of these things if you just type it into Google. But if you want one easy place to branch off and see everything, go to the Forever Adventure Network. And from that, click on any topic that you like. You like pop culture? Go to the Never Gets Old podcast. You like MacGyver? Well, you have the MacGyver podcast or you have the MacGyver SG1 audio series. You like music? Check out Harmony Constant. That's the name of my band where you can see the stuff I'm working on. Yeah. But just go to the Forever Adventure Network. That's probably your easiest, safest bet. I want to look up that guy. We call it the dude of badges. Maybe you can do like the, the Phoenix Foundation with my, my own face. He has them. He has them. Oh. I ha he gave, he, I got a MacGyver one uh, from him just to have because obviously. I already had a Jack O'Neill one, but I got also a, a Gil Grissom from CSI badge. And I took my daughter uh, um, trick-or-treating. Well, I was wearing my CSI hat, which is accurate to the show. And I thought, you know what? And I just grabbed the thing and I hung it from my jacket, which looked very much like Gil Grissom. Well, throughout the night, it was funny. I just did it as something to wear. I'm walking around. People are stopping me, going, "Are you with the police? Are you are you are you here to keep us protected?" I said, "No, I uh, I work with the police. I'm a CSI." And I showed them the badge, <laughs> and they're going, they're looking at the picture, going, "Holy shit! Doesn't look like you. That, you don't look like the guy in the photo." But all right, thank you, thank you, sir. And they they're on their way. Thank you for your service. Okay, yeah, there you yeah. Go. <laughs> um, Definitely look it up. Look under our shops tab and you're going to see uh, his, you, I'm telling you, make out like a bandit because he's not in it to be greedy. Five bucks a badge, 20 bucks for a flag. If you like Star Wars, he's got Star Wars flags. You like Stargate, he's got, you name it, chances are he has it. Okay, cool. I'm going to look him up and then do that. Yeah. Well, not look him yeah. up, but go to your thing. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, what I have it written down here, the Forever Adventures Network. Yep. Yeah. So I'll look that into it, and uh, and also, folks, you can go and check me out on Linktree, l i n k t r dot e e slash tattoo squid podcast. That's t a two s q u i d 
uh, podcast, all one word, and you know, go to YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, uh, uh, Twitter, like where we all are, like you know, like residents of, and um, also go and look at the merch where you can go to Tattoo Squid Pod dot threadless.com where you can get shirts sweatshirts uh bandanas uh masks if you do still wear masks um stickers stickers uh wait yeah stickers and magnets uh the gunny sacks that you wear like everybody else wears like the 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 knapsacks and all you know there's knapsacks on there as well shower curtains and bath mats yeah, Redbubble is amazing for that type of stuff. Like Redbubble, yeah. you can have bed sheets. You know, you like MacGyver, you want his face all over the place. There you go. Like you know, <laughs> pillows, different size pillows. Yeah, mugs, thermoses. Oh no, you not really duvets. Was it duvets? No, it's not duvets. Like duvets are the ones that that uh, that that shoot the water in your ass. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but, but the, 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 it's the thing for the covers or whatever. So yeah. you know, you get one of those yeah. as well. Uh, just check it out. You know, it's a pretty decent, you know, pricing, I guess. You know, I don't really do the pricing, but hey. I'll tell you, but wait, wait, wait. Here's what you do. And, and this is what I'm doing. Like this weekend in particular, 60%, up to 60% off anything at the store. And I guarantee it's the same for yours. Every month they do like some good sale. That's when you remind people, hey, get in there and get something while the getting's good. Yeah, but the only thing about that, because I don't. This like usually goes out like maybe a, in a month, so with the sale it's probably done anyway. So I just say just go on air, just sure. check it out as it is. So because I can't really say if there's a sale or not because by the time it gets out and they look and they listen and and whatever, it's like the sale's probably I'm done. Like an eye out. like every couple of weeks, it's worth definitely. Yeah, no, definitely. Again, you you can find out what it is and it's all good. And like I said, it's even decent pricing. You know, before even with uh, with the sale or without a sale, you know, it's decent pricing. So you don't really uh, you get coffee mugs too. You know, I'm like, yeah, you, I'm you telling you, I, I've had people that get shirts, t-shirts, stickers. Stickers are less than a buck. Grab yeah. a sticker or two, knock yeah. yourself out. You know, I mean, you know, I got I'll have to send you a sticker of mine. We call it, you know, and vice versa, I guess, so we can put it on the board. <laughs> I'll put it. On, I'll put it on my guitar uh, case. If yeah, you there look, you I'll, I'll, just, I'll show you. Look at. I have MacGyver podcast, some Stargate stuff. So yeah, it'll, it'll have a, a, a happy home among all the other There you go. Things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, later on, we call it just message me when you uh, when you have free time, your address. And then, uh, I will. you know, and then I'll do the same. And then we'll send it out there and, you know. Beautiful. I'll, I got I'll my be, friends I'll be proud to have it. Cool. Same here, bro. So, <laughs> all right. People, take it easy. It is Saturday in the afternoon, and I'm going to have another one around like 7 o'clock later on, too. And uh, and then happy Memorial Day to everybody, especially the veterans. Um, you know, we support your service and all that you do. Yes. And, and, and I say this, we call, even though you go to places and you get free food at like whatever place that you go to, that for veterans on Memorial Day, they should get more free shit than than food. You yep. know, I mean, some of the vets that are on the streets, you know, or like living on the streets and all that. You know, you gotta like you know try to help them out. Yeah, definitely. So, but all right, 
take it easy. Mac, thank you very much, very much for being on uh, the podcast, and I will talk to you another time. Um, I gotta, I usually go and talk to people afterwards, but I know you got something to do. I got to go and get something to eat. So, All right. <laughs> All righty, sir. I will talk to you soon. Thanks again. All righty, everybody. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>